Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pillow Talk podcast mm-hmm. um, with Sarah and I. We're glad to be with you and be walking yes. through our topic today and the questions that you guys have put in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is episode five, and we're uh, looking at the questions that you guys submitted related to last week's sermon on how we date. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff here. So we're excited to jump into it. Um, we got six questions we're going to try and get to. A bunch of them overlapped, and so we kind of linked them together. Yes. Um, but where should we start, Sarah? Great. Ooh, I, I'm just a run it down the list kind of girl. Okay, that and So I let, let's just start with the first question we identified because I, I think this is really helpful. This is helpful to kind of work through. Yes. Okay. I'll read it. What conflicts or differences are normal parts of relationships and how do we distinguish them from red flags? Mm. So conflicts and differences that are just normal and conflicts and differences that are like, oh, that's a red flag. Totally. How do we distinguish that? What Do you, do you want to jump oh. in on some first thoughts? I think just like thoughts off the bat is that red flags have become so relevant. It's almost like they've become a meme. I think that they are a meme. But when you, you know, joke or look on social media, people can take really anything be like, ah, yeah. they wear Adidas, red flag. Totally. You because, do Tapatio instead of Cholula. Oh, red flag. Yeah. And that's fun. That, it's like, you know, it's fun to be silly. I think God has a sense of humor and yeah. we're meant to be light about things. But when we're talking about like serious relational things, often I think we can not give enough time. And look, we were just talking about this, the word trajectory, looking mm-hmm. at someone's life trajectory mm-hmm. to really assess whether a behavior in their life is going to be a repeated pattern that's going to bring harm. Um, even as we look into scripture, like if you're walking with someone and they have a sin pattern in their life, say it's mm-hmm. anger, say they constantly are cutting you off when you're talking. And it's not because they're naive or lack conscientiousness, but they just need to speak over you and they're short or you see how they interact with strangers and they're not, you know, and you bring that before them. You know, we're told in scripture, like if you see your brother or sister sinning Mm -hmm. to bring it before them. And if they don't listen, then bring them into wise counsel within the church. And I think if you exhaust those things and there's still a pattern of sin in their life that they're just unwilling to touch. Mm-hmm. Not not to say sometimes things take time to transform, but they're unwilling and there is no growth that you can see. Yeah. Then that can become a red flag. And I mean, truly just looking into scripture, like things like the fruit of the spirits, like, okay, not everyone's going to have everything perfectly, but are they acting into the same spirit that comes from knowing the Lord, you know, kindness, gentleness, mm-hmm. peace, self-control, yeah. Or are they producing fruit that is anger, conceit, envy, lust, like things that we see, you know, we see vices listed in scripture and we also see virtues yeah. like of the spirit. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah. That's good too. I think something that comes to mind is about even that knowing a tree by its fruit. Right. And a lot of times you can see uh, a trajectory reality. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily. It's Sometimes it's hard to see when it's like, you know, whatever you and me, and I'm like, yeah. it, it can get blurry. Right. But when I look at the relationships, the other relationships they have in their life, yes, I can kind of see like, ah, oh, is there a trajectory in those? Yes. Is there something that is like, wow, there's lots of brokenness all around yes. them, and sometimes that may be brokenness that's not their doing at all. Yeah. But, and that's fun. like we need healing. <laughs> like, right. But. There is also things where if you can see like, wow, like I see a theme and and they talk uh, very coarsely um, Mm -hmm. 
in these situations with right. these people in a consistent basis. And you're you're getting pictures of who they are, and that's part of something else that we'll talk about. But like dating right. and community, yes, is so important. Oh my goodness, and not yes. in isolation, because then you get it helps you see. Uh, it covers your blind spots. Yes, because yeah. you, we need people to be mirrors mm -hmm. to us, and ultimately, once you're married, it's like the person that you marry is going to be mm -hmm. your ultimate mirror, aside from like the Holy Spirit. And then the community around you, because they'll see you consistently. But at the same time, even in marriage, you need those trusted relationships to speak in and be like, mm -hmm. hey, Brian, like I, the way that you talked to Amy last night, like maybe you could have been kinder or Sarah, like you were kind of short with Tim. Like, how's your heart? Not in a condemning way, but like, yeah. what was your heart behind that? So that we can get onto a path of righteousness where our interactions with those that we love, whether they're our spouse or partner or our friends are pleasing to the Lord yeah. and are good. So yeah, because like truly it's like we're never going to date or marry a perfect person. And like I know I have some patterns in my life or even just places of pride okay. that I like even this past week had to have my husband call out and be like, oh no. But again, coming back, giving time and space, it's like when those things are called out in me, am I willing to grow? Is he willing to grow? And if the answer is yes, it's like when you're looking at potential red flags, yellow flags, also look for green flags around that. And I think growth mm -hmm. is one of the biggest things. Repentance is one of the biggest things. Um, and then consistency over time. I would say a warning is just don't belabor it. If you're at a point where you're like, I think I've seen enough. Like I've had other people look into my life. People are calling these things out. The worst thing we could do sometimes is stay in a relationship hoping people are going to change. Yes. But if they have not taken initiative if they are not seeking the Lord or wise counsel or maybe help in an area of sin or a pattern that is like considered harmful, mm -hmm. then maybe that is not the season to be in a relationship with that yeah. person. And that's hard, but it's ultimately for their good and your good. Yeah. And, and, and the word you said season is really important. I think yes. so often we think in this binary of like, it's now or never. Right. And it's not true. Right. It's, it's just not true. And uh, in the past relationship series we did, uh, when was that? 2020? 2021. 2021? 2021. I we, think so. We did a yeah. relationship series in YA. Go back and watch it. We did so a whole up, we did a whole sermon on breaking up gracefully. Ah, uh, yes. And I, yes. I really recommend that because I, I think it's important to recognize that um, it is entirely possible to decide to break up and it not be terrible and everything explode. Mm -hmm. And there are significant parts of that that are within your control. Right. Now, there's a part of it that's within their control. And you might learn something about them through that process. They're like, dang, I do not want to be with it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, hindsight can be helpful. <laughs> but um, if you're in a place, you're not committed. Right. You're There is no covenant has been made. Right. And so it's if you're if there's questions that you're like, man, this is a red flag. I'm really not sure. Is it a red flag or is it not? And and there's things that you may not even have conflict over, but it's just something from their past or it's something that and you're just like, I don't know if I should walk with that. I don't know. And it's OK to not know. But also, if you're not sure, it's better to let them go. 100%. And, it, and that might be letting them go for a season. But be clear about I am letting you go. <laughs> like, Don't keep the door open. Yes, it's... and that and the door open for them. For them, it might be open within you, but you don't need to communicate that. Right, you can just communicate like I think we need to not be an yeah. item, and 
the way you can do that, watch that sermon, um, listen mm-hmm. to that sermon. And like, you can do that in a way that is very honoring to them. Yes. That is very gracious. And that actually like emotionally, relationally, like keeps the door open. If maybe five months down the road, you're like, oh, wow, actually that is different. And you can go to them again and be like, you know what? I'm seeing something different about you. Yes. And I would like to pursue you again. Yes. With a sober mind. And I think what you said, seeing empirical evidence is different than missing somebody. So I'll yes, put that to you. Our emotions good. are not good leaders. They're good followers. They need to come into alignment. Mm-hmm. The emotions are good. The Lord gave them to us for a good purpose as indicators of something deeper. Yeah. I believe in many ways there's not good emotion, bad emotion. It's neutral. But don't let that be the driver because we're going to ache. When something ends, there's going to feel like there's this like ghost limb of a person there. Don't let that drive you back to mm-hmm. an unhealthy situation. Yeah. Um, but instead, like you said, take that to the Lord, release that. Let that season be a time where you build trust with God, because guess what? Even if you don't end up with that person, you're also you're going to be better in yourself, whether that's for a mission to focus on the vision of what the Lord has for you in your life. Or if it is another person, you're going to have, again, just a stronger like vision for your life of Mm -hmm. what who you're supposed to be, who you want to be with, who the Lord is and your trust in God will increase. It might seem scary, but that leap really is faith. It's saying, yeah. okay, God, you know better. I'm going to step out and say, I want your best. I'm not going to choose a heart in my life that actually might lead me away from you because I'll be so focused on trying to mitigate this or fix this. Um, but I'm going to maybe be open to choosing a heart in a person that is actually on a growth of our trajectory of growth and sanctification mm-hmm. where we're going to work through this together with the goal of you rather than yes. kind of going against a tide of a sin pattern that might be actually just leading me away from you ultimately. Yeah. Uh, before we go to the next question, mm-hmm. that's so good. But I'll also add, I think, um, to clarify as well, um, communicate about it. Yeah. Communicate yeah. with them about it. You don't that's have good. to like be like, well, I have to decide to break them up, break up with them. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the only conversation I can have. We're either green or we're red. <laughs> like totally. you can have yellow conversations with people mm-hmm. and maybe a good litmus test of even if you should move forward is if you're concerned about having a like conversation with them about like, hey, I really enjoy you, but I do have some concerns and I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about them. Oh, yeah. And if one that's if you're going anywhere, you need to have those sorts of conversations. Yes. You need to be able to have them. That- so. If you're going to go anywhere, if it's going to end up in anything, you you have to be able to have those sorts of conversations. Again and again and again. Even if they're hard, you have to figure out how to do that. And if you are scared of having it because you're scared of hurting them, well, that's something within yourself that Mm -hmm. you got to navigate. If you're scared of having that conversation because you're afraid of how they might attack you or respond, then you should probably break up with them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If you can't have that kind of a conversation because you're afraid how they're going to attack you. Yes, yes if, that's true. That's if you've point. never seen it, I'm just going to say it because we do. That's so true. Because yeah. we, I'm a person that overthinks. I get in my head. If you have, if you mm-hmm. know that they're going to respond that way because you have, again, a evidence yes, and a pattern. have done it before. But if you just feel that way because, again, your worst case scenario, doomsday in it, mm-hmm. then still have the point. conversation. All I'm saying is, like, if you know a person isn't safe, like you said, then yes, that's already, that's a red flag in itself. If they're verbally abusive towards you, if they shut you down, if they're not going to listen. But if you're just scared because you're imagining that they're going to react that way, 
but they haven't, maybe give them the chance and then take yeah. that evidence. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. If, if, if someone comes to you and they're like, you know what? that hurts to hear, but you're, I do struggle with being short with people or whatever it is, yeah. whatever the red flag you're addressing. And they might not respond that way right away, but if they do within a day yes. or whatever, or within, if they eventually come to, around. Yes, to give them like, time. Yeah. yeah, you don't know until you actually have the straightforward conversation and then patterns over time, real evidence, ra try to be yes. rational and sober-minded in it, bring other people in and then assess from there. Yes. Amen. Okay, Amen. next question. All right. What should we do? Next question. Oh, Ooh. yeah, in the line. Okay, Brian, what counts as a quote-unquote real date? And what do you do if you find yourself in a situation ship? I'm just the person to answer this question. <laughs> um, so a real date is a date where you both said we're on a date. That's, That's pretty good. simple. It's pretty straightforward. And if you're in a situation ship and you're like, are we on a date? Are we not? It's pretty easy to navigate. You ask. Is this a date? You ask. This what are your intentions? Yes. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And if you're in the on the boat where you're like wanting it to be a date, you can just say, I like you. That's scary. I like you. And I would like for this to be a date, but I'm not sure if it is. Mm. Can you give clarity for me? That's now there's good. all of, there's so many ways you can you can ask or communicate or just bring it forth, but that's what you gotta do. It's better to do that and do the hard thing and face the possibility of rejection um, than to stay in this awkward, weird limbo that helps no one. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help it doesn't them. doesn't help you. Yeah. The longer it goes, the longer your heart gets dragged along. And even the longer it actually gets worse over time. It doesn't mm. get better. So the sooner you do it, the better you will be. Yes. The easier. It'll be less hard the yes. sooner you do it. And so just have sooner rather than later. That's good. Yeah. As a person who has been in a situation ship before, um, many moons ago, it many moons just closed. Not with I my husband. I remember. Yeah, you remember. You remember. <laughs> um, truly, I like I think a lot of it was fear that kept me there. Mm -hmm. Fear from losing the person. I think at least in this situation, deep in my gut, I knew it wasn't gonna turn into a relationship because we just saw the Lord very differently and they weren't committed to the Lord in the way that I was, um, in a, a sense of like, they weren't ready to like accept Jesus as Lord. So it was, pretty it's pretty significant. I'm not saying like, Oh, he went to, mm -hmm. he was Catholic. I was Christian. Um, it was a significant thing, but I threw a, just a lot of fear. I like went through mm -hmm. that self-deception process of like, well, it's still like I could be around them and not have feelings for them. And looking back, I wish I could have told myself like being clear, mm -hmm. even if you were to lose this, this friendship, this person, um, is actually going to set you both on a better trajectory because you're actually going to be operating in more integrity. Yeah. And I wasn't fully operating integrity. In many ways, I was leading that person on. I was leading myself on. And I had more autonomy and control in this situation mm -hmm. than I wanted to believe. Um, and it, I think situationships like, ooh, we're talking about adultery and HSM last week, like they can become an idol in a way because it's almost like this untouchable thing that, we think will promise us happiness, but it's actually not serving us at all because we're not being clear. We're not being integrous. We're not actually helping the other person understand what's happening. And that's not, that doesn't set you up for an honest relationship either. Like if you're starting and, and I get like, there's the gray area. So what you said is super helpful. Like if you're in the gray and you're like, okay, the foundations are in place, like 
this person loves the Lord, this person has a life that it looks like the type of person I might want to build a life with, hypothetically, then clarity can be super awesome. It, it, it's hard even if they say no, but at least you've set yourself up to be clear. So I would say, yeah, it save yourself the time. And I know sometimes we have to learn through experience, but yeah, be, yeah. be clear. Because then at least, even if you're disappointed because you're like, oh, I can't be with that person, you then get to move on and they get to yes. move on. And then you're like the time and space it will take to perhaps meet someone that is a better fit or a more successful fit um, could come faster than if you're mm -hmm. kind of in this holding pattern, not really going anywhere. And it's harder to make a clear separation, but in situationships, sometimes that's what needs to happen, yeah. especially if you're just circumstance, you know, like putting yourself in that same circle with them again and again and again. And then you're not clear about, hey, actually, I, need, I think I need to take some time because when I'm around you, these feelings just keep coming up. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. I think, yeah. like, I hope it's an encouragement to those out there. Like, this woman is an amazing woman. Mm -hmm. She, uh, I've seen you in many realms and spheres and all sorts of situations. Oh, yes. And like, you walk with integrity and wisdom. Thank you. And Thank you for sharing because I hope that's yeah. an encouragement to all of you. Like this incredible woman full of mm -hmm. wisdom and discernment has also been in that place. And I can say I have been too, but it was a really long time ago. So I don't remember very well. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> long ago. <laughs> I've been in those places. Um, uh, okay. Um, next question here. Um, oh, one thing on situationship. I'll just also add. Um it might be that you have a desire for it to be. It also might be that they are uh, they are leading on without clarity. Oof. That is that is a thing. So it is possible also to go the other way instead of saying, I have feelings for you. Or, I mean, the simple thing is, is this a date? You can, that's yeah. simple. Do, what are your... Or is this leading can, anywhere? Yes. When you can we ask, hang out, when we're... What are your thoughts about me romantically? Yeah. Like... Tough question, I but worth it. I need some clarity yeah. here. Like, what are your thoughts? And you, that can just, that's not committing to anything. That's just yeah. a, a question to see where they're at. And um, also it's okay for you to request clarity. So if 100%. you like ask a question like that, or you've maybe you've already had some of these things that we've said and they've been like, well, I'm not sure. I, I kind of like you. I think I do, but I, whatever, whatever their answer is that adds ambiguity and puts you in a spot of confusion. Um, it's okay for you to how uh, this sounds bold, I guess, but to demand clarity or create it, you can create the clarity. Or so just you can just say like, yes, yes, yeah, like, you can be like, if you, if we aren't a thing, then we need to not be a thing. But if we're yeah. going to be a thing, then let's be a thing. And you can just say, that's what you need and how it's got to be. Um, now, yeah, we could, I would just say, get wise counsel on that sort of stuff too. Come talk to me, come talk to Sarah, because we'd love to talk about you with you about these sorts of things. <laughs> we love talk to about talk about you. you. <laughs> that was a slip. Um, <laughs> we but, don't actually talk about you guys. <laughs> we don't. Unless it's really important. I don't, <laughs> we don't. Unless you have your permission. <laughs> um, but, uh, or someone else who has wise counsel, because it's helpful in navigating. There isn't a one size fits all. Sometimes boundaries, I've heard of people doing that and there's confusion and then they're like, I'm setting a boundary. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like that was an extreme boundary 
for the situation and where things were at. And it actually severed relationship in a way that was like unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and in other times there's been stuff where it's like, well, I set a boundary that they can't do this. And it's like, well, that's not really a boundary given what's been going on. Yeah. And so get wise counsel. Yes. Just have other people that can help from an outside perspective, hear what's going on, hear where you're at and help coach yeah. along the way. Hold you accountable. But yeah, the clear asking clarifying questions, be, taking that two seconds of awkwardness and boldness and just going for it mm -hmm. to save yourself from, and potentially them from more heartache yes. and maybe okay. stopping unhealthy patterns, you mm -hmm. know, cause we're made, like we love being received. Like we're literally part of our like sexual nature. Isn't just like erotic. It's, we love to be playful and to be received by people socially and to like mm -hmm. feel like, Oh, this person's enjoying me. Like to be enjoyed yes. is an intrinsic part of who we are. Yes. And it can be addictive and it could be completely mm -hmm. intoxicating, especially when there is like a potential romantic or like sexual attraction there. So I'll just say like, A, like you're very human if you've ever ended up in a situation like that, especially yeah. when you're like, I'm not sure if they like me back, but I love being around them. And I kind of think they're into me from there and they could just be really enjoying you. So there, there's definitely that gray, but don't like, A, just recognize like it's part of existing and bringing clarity can also be a really honoring thing of like my I have so many girlfriends that are awesome. They're really like clear and bold and kind. And we'll just ask men like even say, hey, I will own. I really enjoy being around you. I feel like I'm getting the vibe that you're enjoying being around me. Is it romantic or is it friendship? Because if it's friendship, that's just fine. And maybe in that situation is or they say if it's friendship, great. I just meet, might need to take it like a step might need to take a step back. Whoa. And that's really benefited them. And then they've been able to move on and enjoy the friendships in their life and also enter into relationships that are on the same page. So you, you could still like find the good in it and also bring clarity mm -hmm. and move on if you yeah. need to or move forward into a relationship. There might be just what you need. Just what you need. So be like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. Well, let's go for it. Yes. Oh, 100 um, percent. I'm sorry. Going to add on that. Oh, go Open ended for it. questions are good. By the way, open-ended questions are good. If you uh, like ultimatum, start with open-ended. Uh, ultimatum kind of puts people in a hard spot. So don't do the are we or aren't we, but do like, what do you think? I think that's a better better route. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Or like, if you're not, then you need to all of these things because then it's like, oh my gosh, it puts all this pressure. And maybe they haven't thought about it. Maybe yeah. Give them time. Give them some open-endedness so that they can be like, uh, let me think about that. Yeah. Okay. And come back. Yeah. Make sure you come back. Okay. Yeah. Some other questions here. All right. Um, what are realistic boundaries to have in a relationship? Uh, so you don't get too attached to someone you may not marry and to honor your future spouse. This is a good question. This is a really good question. Do you want me to go? Sure. If you have thoughts, I can. I have one go. really long thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I'll I'll just like brush or yeah, not brush over it, but give just like some broad strokes because I know you talk about like the stool metaphor. Mm -hmm. You picture a stool and all the legs need to grow at the same rate, except maybe physical because that's like safe for marriage. So. I, I would say I think they can. They they I think they can 
to a degree. I think we should be really, really clear about that. It looks it's like it's communication. It's communication. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit this week with our engagement sermon. But truly, like when we look at scripture, there are like categories of being. There's like you are someone's son or daughter. You are someone's sister or brother. You're someone's mother or father or you're someone's husband and wife. And we can have brothers and sisters in Christ and like that's kind of where we fall. And it sounds like super old school to like speak this way, but like really like when you look at the the transition from like I am single in scripture, which I know that's the ancient Near East context, some things we have to work through culturally. But generally speaking, what aligns with the, God's heart for marriage is you are walking in a in a very sanctified process with the Lord in your community until you are then joined in covenant with your spouse. You become one flesh, which is both consummation and also spiritual. And then you are walking with that person, well, the Lord, that person, and then your community. So when we when we're talking about dating, this is a concept that is like culturally newer. Before it was kind of like you speak a vow of saying, I'm going to get engaged to this person. Your family is usually involved. The community is involved. There were like, there was consent and choice. We see that in scripture, even in the first story of engagement in the Bible, like Rebecca's asked, like, do you mm-hmm. want to marry Isaac before they're like even engaged? And she says yes. So she has an option to say no and then goes and it's a joining of families, it's this whole thing. But there's not really a period where she's just left on her own to be like hanging out with Isaac being like, yeah, what should we do? So I think the trouble we can get into in a more modern sense is we start to treat dating like marriage. We start to yes. treat engagement like marriage. So people want to live together. People want to become emotionally invested. People want to test out physical boundaries um, because we're all about compatibility and what we can control. And I would say until the point that you are engaged but truly like married like to keep to keep your time with the lord like like even in marriage like central the things you share with god and your accountability in your life like to remain there and to be careful of what you filter to your partner like until you become one there are exceptions there's things that you need to share in order for them to get a picture of your life your past maybe some things you're bringing into marriage that are either going to be difficult or something that they then will take on as you become Mm -hmm. one flesh. But it's just this pattern of like, you need to grow at the pace that your relationship's actually at. Like if you are still getting to know someone, you need to get to know them in the context of community. You need to get to know them through more like like observing them with other people, not in isolation, not sharing your deepest, darkest sin and secrets and bonding so deeply over that because there's no covenant. Just like I think what helps, it's more of like a perspective and outlook of like until you have the covenant of God entering into your relationship and upholding it, there's a chance that a relationship might break. Yeah. And it's and it's not even like what are you willing to let break, but just the reality of like the deeper you go physically, spiritually, emotionally with someone without putting a guard on your heart or having other people speak into that, um, the more you might be setting yourself up for for pain. Um, and you could be hindering both of your guys' ability to move on from that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I, you seem to have a longer thought to expand. There's, that's kind no, of a very great. like general like overview and more of just mm-hmm. an outlook 
to help you, I, not out of fear, but out of like love, like love for that person, love yes. for God and yourself. I think that's great. I think that's really good stuff. Um, the the covenant reality is so significant. And the fact that like, yeah, like a friendship can break, but it's different. It's different. It's so it different. Is different. Yeah. And something about dating puts us in this weird spot where the decisions are bigger. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like, well, okay, we're not going to date anymore. Um, but that then it's just super easy to be friends. It's like, Oh, it's not really, it's, it's just more complicated because it's like, I like everything about you and would genuinely, genuinely love to be friends with you, but I can't now. Why is that different than friendship? It's because of those emotional ties we put in. Yes. It's because of those ways we've bonded that maybe weren't appropriate. Maybe. Not yeah. saying they were, but maybe. Yeah. Or an unspoken um, hope of forever. Whether, mm-hmm. you know, as casually as we want to treat dating, I do believe, you know, if if like eternity is written in the hearts of man and that includes an understanding of the Lord and everything he's made, it's like we enter into relationship. I think there's this intrinsic part of ourself that's like, oh, I hope I this is forever. I yeah. Want to like, yes. like in, in scripture, it uses the word cleave, which is actually the opposite of how we use it now. But it means, yeah, to, or to melt, like mm-hmm. Adam cleaved to his wife. Mm-hmm. They melted and became one. And it's again, it's that natural part of us. It's like, oh, I want to be received forever by somebody. Maybe it's you. Oh my God. You know, mm-hmm. and it, that's not necessarily desperation. It's part of our design. Yeah. So it's like just knowing that that's there and then being aware of that and how to protect yeah. that as we get to know people. Totally. And in every situation, um, that, that desire for that is not wrong. No. Um, but is wisdom has to be exercised. Yes. In context. And, and all of that is it can be really difficult because you're like, but I don't want to be single. It's like, well, okay, but you have to exercise wisdom. Right. Um, Better than being stuck. Right. And I get stuck or like melded and meshed with the wrong person. You so like we want to have that. And so we, we, we fast forward in all the things except for the commitment. A hundred percent. And then we end up in a place where it's not great. So my simple story is something that was helpful for me and my buddy. Uh, not many people drive stick shift cars, but mm, you've got to be in the right yeah. gear for the speed you're going. Right. And um, Or if you're ever ridden like a mountain bike or a 10 speed, like if you put it in that hardest gear and you're on a slight incline and you're like, here we go, like things aren't going to go well. Like you're not going to get going. You're going to fall off the bike. The chain's going to slip off. Like things aren't going to go well. If you're in the the lowest gear, like for climbing mountains and you're bombing down a hill, yeah, like it's useless. It's doing nothing for you. It's not helping at all. So you got to be in the right, you got to be in the gear that you should be in for the speed you're going. That's good. And um, if you're at a place where you're like, if you've been in a situation for a year, you are probably emotionally way further in than yes. you need to be because oh. there's not clarity and and yet like we naturally emotionally get drawn into those things to yes. a place where like we're we're in we're in sixth gear man we're like i'm gonna marry this person they're perfect yes and though nothing the relationship is nowhere near that <laughs> right and so you need to like have that self-control to pull back also you're in whatever like boundary wise like you should be Whoever's going the slowest, that's the speed you're both going. Yes. And so if one person is like, 
I'm ready to marry you. I'm ready. If the other person is not there, like emotionally, whatever, wherever they're at, if they're like, well, I just like being around you. Okay. You need to roll back that commit. You need to work, do the work to roll that stuff back to be like, and tell yourself again and again, that's not where we're at. Right. That's not where we're at. Yes. We are here. We are not here. Yes. Um, because it, otherwise you're, man, you're just seriously setting yourself up to be crushed, broken, disappointed. You're also going to add pressures onto the other person and onto the relationship that it's actually not in a place to bear. Yes. Um, it, all of this, it's tough. Yes. So don't add that burden to yourself. Like right. actually restrain yourself emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and it will bless you. 100%. And I think there's, I just thought of this phrase that we used to use a lot just in the community I was in before I moved back home. And it was just like, don't let your mind go place it hasn't been invited yet. Amen. And that's, that's not just like sexual lust or sin, but like thinking, I think, I mean, we joke about this mm -hmm. with women. I think men do it too, but you meet someone and you're like, oh my gosh, are they my husband? And like, <laughs> and it's, guys use that same oh, intonation oh too. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is she but, my girl? And, or like different varieties, whether we want to say out loud. And like, I think it's totally harmless to like, again, we joke about it, but it's like really check, like checking our hearts mm -hmm. or don't let your emotions yeah. go places they yes. haven't been invited. And that's why communication so key. And especially with physicality, I think that is the one area where it's like scripture makes it super clear on like, any form of like sensuality or like sexual like act like with someone who is not your spouse like is not for your good now mm -hmm. i know we we can talk about things like hand holding or like kissing things where like you have communicated and you're like we have a plan this isn't progressing we both have self-control but being honest with yourself like i know i'm someone where it's like man i had to have like backup conversations or I'm like being like, we ought to take a step back. Cause like, I don't actually have as much self-control as I thought I did. Mm. And it doesn't seem like you do either. <laughs> and we need to repent and it's for our good. And like up until the point that we were married, just like going back to those conversations of like, you know what, if my the real outcome of a marriage relationship, like isn't for our, our happiness solely, it's for a holiness. Mm -hmm. So if I'm leading my partner, my boyfriend, girlfriend away from holiness because I want something in the present moment, whether it's I want emotional intimacy, I want sexual intimacy, and that doesn't have to be like full-blown intercourse. It could be a form of sexual intimacy. It's like, am I taking from them? Is this honoring to God? Mm -hmm. And the question I think someone was asking along these lines is, if this person is not my future spouse, could I sit down with their future spouse and be like proud of how I treated them? Mm -hmm. Would I be able to pass or off this person? Go. Oh, yeah. Or my, like what I revealed to them, yes. what I gave to them. Because you're investing yeah. in that person. I know I've had relationships in the past where I've let go and I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're carrying around with them some of my most profound places of shame or places of like vulnerability. And like there's, that's going to happen in pieces of relationships, but just to know like that is a big part of the reality. And it's not just that they're carrying that, but that's just something they have to filter every other relationship through now. Mm -hmm. So it, it truly is like a lot of it comes down to that commitment, that communication. And even my college pastor gave this like illustration where these like cylinders and he was like, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, physical intimacy. 
And he's like, every every stack can be filled up as long as it matches the commitment. Your level of communication. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're, if you're texting every single day, right. are you in a relationship? If you're not, if time you're, isn't, isn't, or your isn't time, there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let that match your level of commitment. If okay, we're dating, okay, then you you can't, you should be talking more. You should yeah. be spending more time together. If you're still figuring things out, it's okay. If you've only been on a couple dates, right. you don't need to be calling and texting every okay. single day. You've been dating a month. You sh like, do you need to be around each other 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week? Right. Like. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't do that with my wife because <laughs> like, I go <laughs> to work. We live together. <laughs> I go to work. <sighs> yes. So I think it's really that. And then seeing them again through that lens of like, they're not yours yet. And even when you're married, you live with these open hands and you, you're you the one who really spoke this over like my perspective is like, you still have the open hands. This person doesn't belong to me. <laughs> so I'm going to look at them and ask, is this for their holiness? Is this for their good? Am I honoring and really hearing what they have to say? And I'm am I pushing past boundaries that they're asking? And then Or even if they're not asking. If they're not asking that the like, Lord I don't is want asking. To keep this boundary, but you're like, but this boundary is good for you. Yes. And for your future spouse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What does the Lord speak over us? What does he require of us? And I think we can look at the distinction between how to honor each other as brothers and sisters in Christ mm -hmm. and then how to honor a spouse and be like, this is kind of the category yeah. and we can communicate and talk as we head towards those things and make like even engagement. That's, that's a spoken like contract. Contracts yeah. can be broken more easily than covenants can. You make a covenant with God yeah. upholds. There's a reason that the tearing of a flesh apart, whether it's divorce or loss, like yeah. can be so devastating, but also in the lead up why it's not as it can be painful but not as a huge ripple effect on your life when you're like, actually, we're going to break up this difficult right now. Actually, we're calling off this engagement because it, it, it there's that spiritual aspect of covenant that hasn't fully come in place yet. Yeah. So boundaries are your friend, even yeah. if they're difficult. And I would just encourage you, like, keep keep reassessing them, keep setting them up, even up and like if you're engaged, like through your engagement, we were setting up boundaries up to two weeks until we were married. And I'm so glad we did. Mm. And it has blessed our marriage in ways that we sit sometimes and we're like, we're so thankful we had boundaries in our past relationships with each other and other people mm -hmm. and also have had to mourn the places that we hadn't. Because you'll see them in full, in hindsight, you'll experience the repercussion and the benefits of them. So set, like your future self will thank you. Yeah. Your present self will be grateful for like this much when you compromise and then. Yeah. And even kind of bummed out. <laughs> even if you're in a relationship in a place where you've the you you're the norm has been at a place where you're like yeah that's beyond where we probably should be, you can still change that norm. A hundred percent. You can walk it back, and if it's somebody where you can have that conversation, and you guys can be like yeah, like that's praise God, that's such a good sign. Good yeah, thing, um, it can get mm -hmm. walked back, and like the Lord is gracious and He is kind. There's um, forgiveness and There's grace. forgiveness and Mercy. all of that really hinges mm -hmm. on the people who fear him and repent. Yes. And and are we repentant and do we fear him above all? Right. And and truly honor him and revere him. Yes. And, and make that intentional and there will be grace. A hundred percent. There will be mercy. It, like there will be healing. There will be all these things. Um. One other thing just to know, I think for some people to hear as well, it'd be good to hear that marriage, 
dating, all of these things, like, like Sarah said, marriage is for your holiness. So is friendship. Friendship is for your holiness and their holiness. Like all the, the marriage covenant is unique. It is unique. Um, and there are exclusive things related to it. And yet it's, it is its own unique gift that requires, um, In the gift, you say yes to certain things by saying no to others. That, yes. That covenant is significant. Yes. And and you say yes to marriage and you get uh, with that certain benefits, the gift of certain benefits, but you cannot truly have them and enjoy them for how they are intended without also the no's that are associated, the disciplines right. that are associated. Right. Like um, the line that always gets me is that... Uh, forsaking all others yeah. and the vows is so significant that like there are people I don't hang out with lunches. I don't go to meals. I don't like my life is so much different because of my wife and because of my kids, because I'm committed to them over all other relationships. Yes. Not just romantic ones. Yes. Like all social others. Yeah. And so it changes things. Now there are unique gifts to singleness that also are wonderful and can be embraced and they include their own set of no's to like enjoy the gifts of singleness as they are in all of their glory also carries its own set of no's yeah and so whichever gift you have honor the no's so that you can truly embrace all of the gift yes um and they're both gifts yes and so you you don't have to have one or the other to be full, to be complete, yes. to be holy, to be any of these things. Um, yeah. You don't have to be dating and on that road to be one day realize something. Um, but there's fullness, there's, there is holiness, there's all the thing God's intends, God intends in both. Yeah. And so don't fear one and just strive for the other because it's the answer. It's not. No. The real answer is the how mentality. do you navigate right here now? Yeah. Are you honoring the gift um, and the responsibilities associated with the gift yes um, that you currently have whatever that is or that the lord might be bringing towards you and, and leading you towards yes and yeah. i truly like one of the last things is yeah. it really is like a grass is always greener mindset mm-hmm. i believe that i've been someone who's ached in singleness for marriage and i've been someone marriage it's like oh my gosh there are things in singleness that i don't mm-hmm. get to have anymore that i think i'm gonna miss like the freedom to schedule a million like hangouts and staying week, you know. And so yeah. it is like a, it's more of a discipline to say, Lord, I'm going to be grateful with this with this life, this day, this season that you've made for me, and all things because it's going to be true. There's always going to be something mm-hmm. else that you're going to want, a place you're going to be, a thing you want to have, and it could it could drive you mad. Yeah. And I think it's we bifurcate dating in marriage. Marriage is like oh these two things, and it's like where you are. Ask, even if you don't feel grateful, ask the Lord, help me to be grateful. Help me yeah. to be grateful in the days that marriage is hard, that having kids is hard. Because like there's someone looking at your life going, man, I wish I had what they had. Yeah. And to find joy in that because there is joy in it. Because mm-hmm. if the Lord is in it, so there's joy. joy. It's worth it. Yes. It's and good. in singleness too. I'm like, there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. so glad I was single. Yes. It's and worth it. Yes. And it's worth it. And I'm so glad to be married now as well. But I know for me, one of the things that uh it 
when I first got married, Amy and I, it took, it was a process, still is a process, I guess, of like recognizing, I, I like went into it like with this thought, I guess, subconscious, it wasn't evident, but that like, oh, all my yeses I can still have and I'm getting additional yeses. Yes. This is going to be great. And then and that, that led to conflict. <laughs> of being oh, I'm like, two weeks in and <laughs> we've already had this discussion because I'm like, oh, yes to everything good plus more good things when it's like, this is awesome. no, now you have priority. Yes. And it's good. It is good. And it's beneficial for your life. And that person is now in a place of honor yes. in your life that not anyone else has. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord. It's them. It's your family. Yeah. And it's friends. And so recognize the no's are going to be necessary no matter where you are so that the yeses can truly be all that they can be. Yes. So that the gift can truly be all that it is. Like you you have to honor the no's. Yes. Um, every yes is a no to something else. Mm -hmm. And so a yes to the gift of singleness requires a no to a number of things. Yes. A yes to the gift of marriage requires no's to a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Um and so embrace the yes by also acknowledging the no's. Yes, that's good. And I'm sad because we do have a few more questions, but I believe we're out of time for yeah, now. Out of time. So in future episodes, we can try to address the ones that we didn't get mm -hmm. to. But There's thank some you good guys. ones here. There's, There's some really so, good ones. We have a lot. And but they're all documented. Yes. So we promise to try to include them. They're in, kind of piling, but we might have like episodes. a catch-up episode yeah, or something. Yeah, just like a, an etc. Catch-all. Etc. Yes. Episode etc. Etc. I like it. All the things. Well, thank you, Brian, thank for chatting. You, and we hope this was helpful and edifying to you guys and meaning just fruitful and good. Um, and we will see you on the next episode.